I should also say that there are some people who are usually with us who were down in the area that was affected this past week and helping others. Uh, there were some young people from the church in Miyumiyi, uh, also a group uh, who uh, came to uh, the uh, area affected, the port area, and uh, they played a part in uh, uh, in cleaning uh, things up. The pastor of another church told me, uh, our money is frozen in the bank, and we're not able to do what we would like to do, and he was saying that he really would have liked to go down with some people in his church and uh, to take with them a number of tracts and to give out tracts. Uh, so let's uh, uh, continue to think of what has happened and to pray, and in any way that we can, uh, to be a blessing to others, uh, not forgetting uh, that... Uh, while some needs are urgent, uh, the greatest need is for people to hear uh, the message, uh, the message of the gospel. Our reading was from the book of uh, Lamentations. The book of Lamentations was a book written to express sadness and grief over the destruction of the city of uh, Jerusalem. كتاب بيعبر فيه أرميا عن حزنه على دمار وخراب مدينة أورشليم. Let's read in 2 Kings chapter 25 and verses 1 through 3. 2 Kings 25 and verses 1 through 3. ملوك التاني إصحاح 25 والأعداد 1 إلى 3. And it came to pass in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came he and all his host against Jerusalem and encamped against it, and they built forts against it round about. And the city was besieged unto the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. And on the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine prevailed in the city, and there was no bread for the people of uh, the land. Turn with me to Second Chronicles and chapter 36. And beginning with verse 11, here I will read but abbreviate somewhat. Second Chronicles 36 and beginning with uh, verse 11. We are told first of Zedekiah. And we're told in verse 12, he did that which was evil and did not humble himself uh, before Jeremiah the prophet. He rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar, verse 13, the chief uh, of uh, the priests and the people transgressed very much, verse uh, 14. And uh, the Lord sent messengers, verse 15, but verse 16, they mocked these messengers. Verse 17, he brought upon them the king of the Chaldeans, who slew young men with a sword in the house of their sanctuary and had no compassion upon man or maiden, old man or him who stooped for age. He gave all into his hand. Uh, all the vessels of the house uh, that uh, were taken uh, as well, the house of the Lord was uh, burned, uh, the wall was broken uh, down, uh, 
those who escaped from the sword were carried captives to uh, uh, Babylon to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths. For as long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill three score and ten uh, years. And ten uh, years. The city of Jerusalem. A place which was special as far as the people were concerned. A place which was special as far as the worship of the Lord was concerned. A place which was associated with God's name. A place where the temple was built. The center of worship. The presence of the Lord symbolically was there. And now it was gone. And now it was uh, destroyed. Uh, Now uh, it was uh, destroyed. What would Jeremiah think... What would Jeremiah say uh, regarding this city, regarding uh, what happened? I want to say some things uh, uh, in general, and then we will look more at our passage and the specific part of uh, our passage. Someone might say, Why is Jerusalem destroyed? In some sense, that's the wrong question. (laughs) How so? There's a well-known economist uh, who is known for changing the questions that people usually ask. For instance, people ask, why is there poverty? So what does this particular person do? He says, look around you, look around you in all the world. And look at history as well. In fact, in many places in the world, and perhaps even more so as we go back in history, Poverty has not been the exception. Poverty has been the rule. And so, instead of asking ourselves why there is poverty, we should ask ourselves, why is there wealth? Why is there wealth? Now, of course, if you ask why is there wealth, you are going to deal with why there's poverty, but it's a slightly different approach, changing the question, Uh, changing the question, changing the focus uh, somewhat. Why was Jerusalem destroyed? If you ask people in the time of Jerusalem, or perhaps people at other times, God is not kind, God is not loving, God is not just <laughs> so that 
I am innocent and somehow the Lord is the one who's made a mistake, shall we say, has committed an injustice. But the Bible teaches us that God is just in all that he does. And to put myself in the category of the innocent, and to put God in the category of the unjust, this is wrong. It's the other way around. It's the other way around. Why is Jerusalem destroyed? People might ask that question, but think of the approach of turning the question around. And think of what it says in verse 22 of our reading. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22. It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. You see, the question is not, why is Jerusalem destroyed? The question is, why doesn't God judge everyone? Because that's what we deserve. Because that is justice. Because man is is sinful. And here I am speaking in general terms. The Bible speaks of all men. And it says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none good, no, not one. The question is not, why is Jerusalem destroyed in a general sense? The question is, why does anyone survive? (laughs) Why does anyone in any place survive? And the answer is, you see, that's, that's a better question somehow. You're turning it around, and the answer is, it's because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. It's because of the Lord's mercies that we are not uh, uh, consumed. Now, we need to uh, be careful in speaking about Jerusalem. And in speaking about other such matters. Oh, these people who died, it's because they were what? They were sinners more than others. This is what? This is the line of thinking of Job's friends. Alright? Now the Bible tells us not to think in that way. It tells us very clearly not to think in that way. Uh, Luke chapter 13, and let's read from verse 1 to verse 5. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Some people who were having some kind of uh, religious ceremony, some people who were offering some kind of sacrifice, So Pilate and the Romans came upon them and they killed them all. They slaughtered them. They mingled their blood with the blood of their sacrifices. Now, what would people say when they heard a story like that? What would people generally say? I would tell you that people would say one of two things. They would say something like, where is God? This is unfair. This is unjust. Another thing that they would say is that they would 
speak against Pilate. They would, uh, uh, they would attack him for his cruelty and his bloodthirstiness. It's interesting what the Lord Jesus said. Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things. I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Or those eighteen upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall likewise uh, perish. The Bible tells us that this whole world is under condemnation. Now someone might say, well, why does one thing happen to one person in a particular way and some other thing happen to another person in a particular way? The secret things belong to the Lord our God. The Bible doesn't tell us why one person comes along the road and a stone falls from the building and it hits the head of the second person, not the first person. The Bible does not go into such detail as far as separate individuals are concerned. The Lord has his dealings. The Lord has uh, his ways. Uh, has his ways. Uh, some people think, oh, the ones that he knows, uh, the ones that uh, he is acquainted with in a special way, uh, they get uh, better uh, treatment. Amos chapter 3 and uh, verse 2. Well, let's read Amos 3, verse 1 and verse 2. Hear the word that the Lord has spoken unto you, against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family of which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. You only have I known among all the families of the earth, and so I will punish you for your iniquities. The Bible says in Second Peter that judgment begins at the house of God. Let me ask you this, alright? How many people do you know who lie? You can hardly turn on the television if you're watching news without seeing Large numbers of lies. Who did the Lord judge who lied? He judged them like that. Ananias and Sapphira. The ones who were inside the church. And many people think that they were believers. Many people think that they were believers. Why some people at one time and why other people at other times? The Lord has a plan. And the Lord shows mercy sometimes more than we think or appreciate. Remember uh, uh, what it says in Revelation chapter 6. Revelation uh, uh, chapter 6 and uh, verse 9. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true? Do you not judge 
and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth. And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest for a little season, until their fellow servants also, or their brethren, that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. How does the Lord work things out, this person, that person, this event, that event, this way, that way? He has a wisdom of his own. And he is long-suffering. The Bible tells us that. He is uh, long-suffering. Here, the certain believers are saying, How long, Lord? Judge them. And the Lord is telling them what? He's telling them, wait. It is not time yet. When did the Lord Jesus come? In the fullness of time. In the fullness of time. What does it say? It says their foot will slip in, their foot will slide in due time. In uh, due time. The Lord knows how to deal with times and seasons and this way and that way more, more than, uh, than we do more than we do. Let's come back to the book of Lamentations, and I've spent some time speaking about things in general, so I will try to uh, not take up much more time, uh, although I often fail in such attempts. Jeremiah could have said, you know, Jerusalem, I told you, I warned you, you didn't listen to me, you deserve this. I'm glad that ruin has come upon you. This was not at all his uh, spirit. From the very uh, beginning, uh, he is uh, sorrowful, and that is seen in the passage that we read in chapter 3. The Bible tells us that God does not delight in the death of the wicked. God does not delight in the death of the wicked. I have no pleasure, Ezekiel 33, 11, in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked turn from his way and live. In our passage, chapter 3, verse 33, he does not afflict willingly. The Lord Jesus, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Matthew 23, 37, the one who kills the prophets, stones those who are sent to you. How often would I have gathered your children together? As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you would not. And you would not. Uh, Luke 19 tells us, when he came near to the city, and he beheld it, he wept uh, over it. Uh, he wept uh, over it. And so, you do not see Jeremiah speaking to Jerusalem. And I'm speaking about Jerusalem. It's a city, and it faced destruction. Uh, I'm not saying that everything about that situation is similar to ours. We're looking at a passage that addresses a particular situation. Jeremiah found, in the midst of his sadness, he found hope and he found uh, comfort. Uh, it is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion says my soul, therefore I will hope in him, the Lord is good unto those who wait for him, to the soul that seeketh uh, him. Are there difficult situations which we face and experience, whether on a personal level or a more collective level? Surely there are. There have been in the past and there will continue to be. 
What did the Lord say to Paul the Apostle? My grace is sufficient. Psalm 66 and verse 12 tells us, You have caused men to ride over our heads. In other words, people were stomping on us. Uh, We went through fire and through water. But you brought us out into a wealthy place, into a good place. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. It is easy to complain. Verse 39 of our passage, why does a living man complain? A man for the punishment of his uh, sins. Uh, uh, of his sins. Uh, Psalm 118 and verse 17, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me sore, but he has not given me over unto uh, death. Someone might say, my trials, my difficulties, I, I, I didn't do anything wrong to deserve this in particular. Trials and difficulties do not only come because I've done something in particular. Again, this is the mistake of Job's friends. The Lord has his way in training his children, in teaching them, building us up, blessing us. The trials of Job were for, were for a purpose. The trials of jo- Joseph were for uh, a purpose. Jeremiah might have been tempted to think, it's all dark, it is all grief, sadness, and loss. But he didn't think that way. He thought that the Lord's mercies are there, new every morning, and that the Lord's faithfulness is great. The Bible tells us that he has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. The Lord is not filled with scorn and contempt, but rather the pity and love of a father. The word pity here is an old word and perhaps not very expressive in Arabic, yataraaf. Yataraaf. Ezra chapter 9 and verse uh, 13 says, And after all that is come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great trespass, seeing that thou art God, has punished us less than our iniquities deserve. Alright? This is the people who had come back from the captivity. They said, you have punished us less than our sins deserve. Uh, Psalm 78 and verse 38 says, He being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath, uh, all uh, his wrath. The mercies are new every morning. Have you ever kept water in a bottle and then you put the bottle in a corner and then you forget it in that corner and then a week later you say, oh, I put water in that bottle uh, and I put it in the corner. You open it and you start to drink it. It doesn't taste that good. 
It tastes a little bit old. It tastes a little bit stale. It's not very fresh. Water from a spring is very fresh. We say water and all water tastes alike, but actually no, water doesn't taste alike. You know, when you drink water from a spring, you can, you can somehow taste that uh, freshness. Uh, water from a, sp a spring is fresh day by day and year by year. God is not a bottle of water put in a corner, stale and old. God's mercies are new every morning. Every uh, morning. Uh, uh, remember uh, the tree of life as it is described in Revelation 22, uh, where it gives fruit all the time and all sorts of fruits, not just one fruit at one time. Now, if you are someone who knows these things well, you know, sometimes you say, oh, I'd really like to have some grapes now or apples, and someone who knows these things well will tell you, it's not the time for it, all right? But there's no such thing as God's mercies come at certain times. Times of year, seasons, in summer, spring, but not in winter, fall. They are new uh, every uh, morning. The manna was there uh, every morning. Uh, uh, every uh, morning. Uh, notice that he says that, uh, that they are new every morning. And we can think of the morning as the end of darkness. The end of the night. The end of a time of danger and insecurity. And of grief. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes uh, in the morning. With the morning there is another day. And with a new day there are new opportunities. To do what the Lord wills to walk with him, serve him, live for him, experience his blessing. I must work the works of him that sent me, the Lord Jesus said, while it is day, the night comes when no man can work. My, these mercies are new every morning, fresh supplies of what we need. God has promised to uh, provide, Matthew chapter 26, I was uh, referring uh, to that, uh, what you eat and what you wear, look at the fowls of the air and look at the lilies of uh, the field, uh, the Lord uh, will provide. Remember the prayer that the Lord taught his disciples, give us this day our daily bread, new every uh, morning. God's mercies are not just uh, uh, bread. Uh, that's the only, by the way, material request uh, in that prayer. Uh, your shoes shall be iron and brass. Deuteronomy 33 and verse 25. And as thy days, so shall thy strength be. Uh, God's mercy knew every morning, strengthening me to do that which I need to do that day. To do that which I need to do uh, uh, that uh, day. Um, God's mercies are new every morning. His mercy towards us regarding uh, our sins. 
How many times do we do that which is not right? How many times do we fall? How many times do we sin? We don't need a new salvation. We don't need a new eternal life. If it's eternal, then you don't need a second one and really cannot have a second one. Uh, but we need uh, forgiveness and we need restoration and we need uh, to return to a fellowship with the Lord. And uh, the Lord Jesus rose from the supper to wash his disciples' uh, feet. Uh, to wash his disciples' feet. Uh, mercies from the Lord to keep us away from sin. Uh, there's no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful. God is faithful. He'll not suffer you to be tempted above what you're able. He'll make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. That you may be able to uh, bear it uh, with a new day new duties and obligations and new responsibilities. The Bible says he gives power to the faint and to those with no might. He increases strength. Uh, he increases strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall uh, renew their strength. Mount up uh, as eagles walk uh, and not uh, run and not be weary. Walk and not uh, faint. Uh, mercies that are new every morning, sometimes of a new and different uh, uh, type. Uh, sometimes, you know, you have a new experience. Like what? Like your car breaks down in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and you say to yourself, what's going to happen now? And then, strangely enough, someone comes along and stops someone you've never met before. All right? And uh, pulls out, you know, let's say the battery uh, wires, you know, when your battery di uh, has died. Uh, uh, what, uh, what do they call them? I don't know what they call them right now. I can't remember. And uh, never happened before, never saw him, never experienced before. They are new every morning. Sometimes things that are new that we haven't experienced before. Sometimes things that we have seen that are uh, renewed. Sometimes encouragement from someone who has been an encouragement before. Sometimes encouragement from someone you've never heard of and will never see uh, uh, again. And never, never see uh, uh, again. Uh, Elijah had not been fed by the ravens before. But when, but when the Lord said that the ravens are going to bring you food, they did uh, bring him uh, uh, food. Uh, Asaph was perplexed regarding the prosperity of the wicked. And he said, this is too much for me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting discouraged and confused. And I think that my whole, uh, uh, my whole faith is, 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 is pointless. And then he says, I went into the house of the Lord. Was it the first time he went into the house of the Lord? No, he had gone into the house of the Lord many times. So the Lord used that to be a blessing to him, which had probably been a blessing before. He used it uh, again. Uh, he used it uh, again. God's mercies are new every morning. When you think of Jeremiah and you think of how sad he was to say these things that we are considering, is a a triumph of faith. What, 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 when you think of faith, well, what, what, what comes to mind? One of the things that comes to mind is faith is the opposite of sight. Sight is what is natural. Sight is what comes to me naturally. But faith looks beyond the circumstances and sees that there are realities and truths 
that should be taken into account. And therefore, in the midst of sadness, what we find is hope and comfort and praise in this uh, passage. I should be praising the Lord in my heart. I should be praising the Lord in my words. I should be praising the Lord in my uh, actions. I should be looking to serve Him in ways that I've done before and perhaps in ways that are new. I should have a faith which is growing. I should uh, understand His Word more and more, follow His will, know that He is blessing me at all times, trust Him more and more, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify uh, me. Psalm 15, uh, 50 and verse 15. Psalm 81 and verse 10. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Paul said, what do I want to do? I want to preach the gospel in the regions beyond. Places where the name of Christ has not been named places where the name of Christ is not known, has not yet uh, been heard. Uh, been heard. These mercies are new every morning, and His faithfulness is great. There has never been an exception. There has never been a time when he has not been faithful. Uh, Joshua 21 and verse 45. No good thing that the Lord had spoken failed. Everything came to pass. Joshua 23 and verse 14. Joshua speaking to the people. Uh, I am going the way of all the earth. You know in all your hearts and your souls, all your souls, that not one good thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning uh, you. Uh, spoke concerning you. The promises of God are not yea and nay, but are yea and amen. God has been faithful down through the ages for hundreds and for thousands of years and with millions of believers. God has been faithful. Our shortcomings, our sins, do not make him unfaithful. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 13, if we believe not yet he abides faithful he cannot deny himself. Psalm 89 and verse 33, Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. Under no circumstances will the Lord be unfaithful to you. Under no circumstances will the Lord fail to keep what he has promised. The psalmist says, as we have heard, so have we seen. What we heard about, it all was true. It all came to pass. It was all fulfilled. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear, though the mountains, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Jeremiah looked upon a situation, a situation that was very sad, but he did not see only darkness and only grief. 
he saw the mercies of the Lord, the compassion of the Lord, and the faithfulness of the Lord. Let us search and test our ways, verse 40, and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your servant Jeremiah, for these things which are recorded for us and for our learning. We pray that you would help us to see in the midst of difficult circumstances that your mercies are there, that they are new every morning, that your faithfulness is great. We pray that you would be with your children during this time, that you would strengthen and encourage and lift up every heart. We pray for those who are in need or in grief, that you would comfort and provide. We pray that you would turn eyes unto you, that those who do not know you would hear this word, look unto me all ye ends of the earth, and be saved, for I am God, and there is none other. We pray also for your children, that you would help us to run that race of faith which you have set before us, looking unto Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.